from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Mike. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two. It's the big and wild uh, <coughs> outdoors. Thank you so much for getting out here and joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning. Rains have passed. At least they say they have. 10% chance they're kind of dealio. So rest of the day should be all good and fabuloso. So go out there and have a good time. The water was slick as can be when it was I come nice. across. A lot of people have been heading offshore this past week or so. When you get those fronts and the, the gulf goes nice and flat, everybody goes, oh, you know what? I got a 12-foot john boat. I think I can make it six <laughs> miles. I'll be right back. It's not that far. 12-foot john boat, six miles, not a problem. Sure, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a mean? cooler. Apparently, all you need to survive is a cooler, so you'll be all right. <laughs> uh, we don't recommend it. But a lot of people going out and having a great time out there. I did want to say um, last week, of course, our buddy uh, Bill Burkett from Port Gannick Barbecue came in and brought in a bunch of food. <clears throat> it was really delicious. And he's doing it again today. I know, uh, I think this is his He's week. bringing them in again? No, I think this oh. is. Normally, remember. You uh, got my hopes up. Remember, this would be the weekend where we would get the scraps. Oh. After he'd go out and visit uh, Drew, or, you know, and go yeah. out and do his uh, toy drive thing, which is happening, I think, up on uh, US 19 somewhere today. So he cooked up a bunch of stuff and he's going to go head up that way. But I thought it was interesting that uh, they went to Bay Pines afterwards. He, uh, he and his sons went down to lay some uh, wreaths at his mom and dad's uh, graves there, you know, for the holidays because his father's a veteran. He's buried out there in the in the uh, cemetery out of Bay Pines. And Alan, our caller, said, hey, I'll be down at Bay Pines today, and uh, I'll look for you. And sure, in the world, they they, they met each other. So wow. I've never met Alan before. I don't even know who he is, but I go, our listeners get to meet everybody, but yeah. we don't. And so they talked and had a good time and a chit-chat back and forth, and a uh, big stinky, hey, how are you? And uh, now they're all best buddies. Did, so. did he take them some barbecue? From here, did he say, "Hey, uh, we we didn't we didn't you didn't leave much." We, no, are you kidding? There was there was nothing left. <laughs> Diego, I mean, he's got the metabolism of a hummingbird. I think he went through sixteen point seven pounds of meat alone by himself in there, and then he lost four pounds of sweat. <laughs> got the meat sweats going. He's in there, you know, like are there any more of those ribs left in there? No, please leave us alone, sir. You've eaten everything. <laughs> You've got us frightened here in the small room. We can't uh, let you uh, have uh. any more meat. That's, uh, I don't know that's if how that it was. was Benny Hill or <laughs> what that was. That's cross between anybody on Monty Python and maybe that's what I, Monty Python and uh, yeah. you know Benny yeah. Hill cross type like Benny that. Hill. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, our other buddy uh, Orlando is uh, normally this is like the time of year where we're doing a remote somewhere. And we're, I'm scrambling back to bring the equipment back so they can have a backup. He's up on his uh, tower there on Del Mabry, just uh, south of the stadium there, uh, doing the toy drive. 
Uh, he'll be out there. What is he? He stays up there for like eight days or something up there, like two weeks. What is? What does he stay up there for? Uh, well, he's uh, collecting bikes. Yeah, but he for he's, the most part, I I think it's like three weeks to a month. Yeah, I mean, uh, every, crazy. every time I go up there and see him, he's about at the end of his rope. I uh, drop the equipment off. I'm like, hey man, Linda, what's going on? Hey brother, thank you so much for stopping by. <laughs> I'm like, are you tired of living up here? He goes, I don't mind it as long as it's not raining. You know, if it's not raining. But he stays up there on that giant tower there, and they're uh, taking toys and bikes and all that stuff for What do you mean he Christmas. stays on the tower? He's up. They built this scaffolding he, like, tower. And he's up there. He's living up there. He's broadcasting from up there. He's up there living in a friggin' tent. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and a porto. I mean, so, you know, he's up there uh, literally living up there on top of the uh, scaffolding for as long as it takes to get as many bicycles. I think they're trying to fill up like 10 pods or something, or I don't know what it was. But uh, if you have an opportunity to stop by, say hi, and maybe drop off a donation or something like that, it would be a good time to go do it today. (laughs) Wow. It's a way to get attention. Oh, it, it, it'll get your attention. Do you yeah. remember? Have you been here long enough to remember Jersey Gym Towers? I didn't do a whole lot of Mike, stuff. Mike, you, you've been here long enough. You've been here your whole life. Yeah. Do you remember the guy who got up, the pole sitter who got up into the, uh, was living in the uh, crow's nest there on top of one of the light poles there uh, for those many, many years? Yes. Was not going to come down till the Buccaneers went to the Super yes. Bowl? I remember the. Do you remember it? I just don't remember where it was. U.S. nineteen and Gulf to Bay. They used to wear. Okay, he might still be up there. <laughs> it, was, it was where Mister T's Club nineteen was. Man. Oh okay. yes, Club oh, nineteen. Yeah. Now I remember, dude. <laughs> oh, I remember now, dude. Yeah, up there. But I remember I stopped in after work. I was uh, working at a radio station there in my. Early formative years, the seven to midnight shift. Beautiful music, easy listening, adult contemporary. It's awesome. I know all the big hits. And uh, so I thought I'd stop by and see him one day. So I pulled in there and I was like, this guy is literally living on like a four by four platform around this pole. And his girlfriend or friends would all stay on the ground. And he was up there and he ate, slept. Did all of his business up there, and would have to lower it down in a bucket. And I was like, "Dude, oh, seriously? No way! He's got the easy job. <laughs> Everybody down here on the ground's got the hard job." And that's when, I, when the first time I went to go see Orlando on top of his tower, I was like, "Bro, are you?" Uh, he's like, "Yep, over there on the other side of the tent." And he goes, "But I don't have to mess with none of that. <laughs> I don't have to mess with any of that." And I was like, "You are a better man than me for bicycles, bro." It's funny you bring that guy up, Jersey Jim. How long was he up there? I don't, dude, I don't know. Almost a year. So I don't know. Maybe somebody remembers. 888-404-1010. It's off topic, but 888-404-1010. Yeah. I don't I remember how long he stayed up there for. Yeah. It must have been before Bill George's time. Is that before your time, boy? It was on the wrong side of the bay. Oh, so you didn't care? I mean, it made national news. Oh, yeah. What year did you Whoa, whoa, whoa. Buccaneers, never been a big fan. What? Ever. Ever. So, no. 
That wouldn't have made my topic, you know. <laughs> bandit ball now. I enjoyed bandit oh, ball. Oh, he is some old school. I, 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 I enjoyed bandit ball. Yeah, okay? I, I had bandit ball. We had a good time <laughs> in bandit ball. Yeah, my boy Gino had season tickets, man. We used to go so there did I. and then go there all the time and watch bandit ball. Okay, Bucks. Yeah, I think Brady's being trained by the Bucks, you know, from what I hear. You know, I'm hearing he's throwing to the wrong team. No. No buccaneer around that type. Come of on, stuff. man! Come but, on, man! Yeah. That ain't well, right. if anybody can remember what year and how long he stayed up there on that stick, it'd be funny to hear. Eight 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 four zero four ten ten. Triple eight four zero four ten ten. We are the big and wild outdoors. Thank you so much for listening. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Mike, and Bill, and Diego in the studio today. Uh, Jonathan is up in Bluntstown getting some pigs, as they deserve. I don't know who's on the phone, but we have a gentleman on the phone. It's uh, who's on the phone? Who's this? Right here? Yeah, you. Gino. Oh, it's Gene. Yeah, see, he had uh, season tickets for the bandits. Talk about bandit ball, and all of oh, a sudden, man, Gino that calls. Good time. That was a good, good time. Win, lose, whatever. So you bad. you were going to have a good time at Bandit Ball. Yeah, you know, I honestly got Braden. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you the picture. I was at Tampa Downs on Wednesday. Yeah, there was a guy in a bandit's hat, a bandit shirt, and a bandit's jacket, like it just came off the shelf. I actually remember I was at uh, the game one time with uh, with Gino. We were sitting on the uh, east side, uh, about halfway up. And I remember we were losing really bad. It was one of those bad years where we were not doing good. But as you said, Bill George, it was always a good time. And I remember Gino got a cheer started, I think has reminisced throughout the years. I still remember it. Do you remember your cheer? Was it a song or a cheer? It was Just Our Luck. Luck, don't they suck? Bandit ball. <laughs> don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was we, we would have the entire. I think, Whitey, Gino, I think my brother Whitey started that. I, I, Gino would literally get the whole section started where he would go, "Just our luck, don't we suck, bandit ball," and I mean everybody <laughs> would be doing it. It was, uh, but we always had a great time there. That was when you were driving the bandit too, wasn't it? Isn't that when you had the Pinto, the bandit? Yeah, 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 with the kunai's on. It. Yeah, that's, that's right. why we remember bandit the dog from uh, Johnny Quest. It just had yeah. the little bandit thing. Gino had a uh, had a green uh, pinto that somebody had painted. He bought it used, and they just painted the front end black, but the rest of it was green. Yeah, you know what it was. So we just called like it the, the bandit. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the area around the, the lights, the headlights, yeah, just so, a little cowling. So we would take the bandit and uh, go over to see Bandit Ball. It was a lot of fun. That was, yeah. that was great. Well, uh, do, uh, by the way, Rick, uh, our buddy Rick Cooper actually went and looked up the dude. At, uh, he says, as soon as I said Jersey Jim Towers, he knew what I was going to talk about. But yeah, that's why I called you, man. The guy was up there. Remember our friend, little Daryl? He used to go up there and visit him all the time. Oh, yeah. Daryl, that's why I was telling them that Daryl was the one who gave him his non uh, arable name. Yes. That we yeah, could. Uh, doo-doo on a stick. Yeah, something on a stick. <laughs> but uh, the guy's name was H. David 
Werder. Words, words. Yeah, that was it, Werder. Yeah, Werder. And uh, he was up there for 439 days, 11 hours and six minutes uh, up on that um, platform. The sheriff had to pull him down. That's right. And when he got on the ground, they had a, a welder with a torch to cut the pole, like, right then and there. That's right. I remember. So he so, couldn't get an injunction to get back up there or win some kind of court case. Because, I mean, everybody loved it at first. And, I mean, you go over to the, 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 the uh, overpass, everybody honked the horn. I'd hate to love it around there because people hollered at the guy. <laughs> well, I, I, was, the I, was, guy. I, was, I was telling him during the break, I said, when I would go by there, of course, uh, Daryl and Vicky and everybody would all be there. But there would be like 250 people there every single night. And they would be just with their arms crossed, looking up, shouting things, you know, answering questions back and forth, asking him all kinds of stuff. And it, it became like a party guy. Uh, they, everybody would just Oh, they around. were out there drinking beer, man. They were out there drinking beer. And he was a pleasant guy. Yeah. You know, odd, but he was, he was nice to people. <laughs> the guy lived up there for 439 days. You're going to be he's, odd. He's committed. Man, if you're up there one day, you're odd. <laughs> he's committed. Yeah. No offense, Orlando. Yeah, yeah, he should be committed. He should be committed. That guy was goofy, man. I remember that when they were asking him. He said he was going to stay up there till the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl. He was not coming down. He was, he was, uh, you know, uh, going to go go for broke. I don't know whatever happened I, to him. I, he he is a. I looked him up on the internet while I was, you were on commercial. He's a professor at St. Leo's now. <laughs> Wait. Or he was when they wrote the article. I'll see if I can afford it. Teaching article. political science? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? You know, poli sci, why try? Yeah. So. What do you mean? St. Leo here in Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I don't, know. I don't know when the article was written, but uh, I'll text it to you, too. The article was written in 06. So. That's funny. You know, it's usually when students find out things about that, they usually kind of run you out of town. <laughs> Yeah, these yeah. people today, they say, oh, I'm going to protest this. I said, you don't know what a protest is. Yeah. <laughs> get, get up on a light pole at Jersey Jim Towers and stay there for 439 days. That's I, a protest. I'd be impressed if this generation today protested by going to work because they don't seem to know a whole lot about it. <laughs> so true. You know, I was always impressed with uh, you know a guy who could get in a tree stand at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning and not get down until 7 o'clock at night, but, dude. That's uh, he's got them kind of beat by that. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, if you're up there 430 days, you've been through the hottest days of August and July. Yep. And you've been through the coldest days of January and February. How so. about how about that lightning storm or two that he had? Yeah. Oh, I, was just yeah. Saying. I, was just I think wow. he actually uh, at one time didn't they lower his platform or something because of that? I, if I remember, all of a sudden that just flashed in my mind that. I think I remember hearing Lightning something. Lightning flash? No, that they had lowered his platform a little bit down because well, of Well, he's still lightning. on an iron pole that was, what, 40, 50 feet tall? Yeah, but I don't think he wanted to take a direct hit. I guess the pole was grounded enough to where it wouldn't have electrocuted him, but he didn't want to be the, the, tip, of the, the tip of the spear. The tip of the spear, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, anyway. Well, I just, he had like a little crow's nest. You know, built yeah. around the pole. And that's yeah, that's what I describe it. It looks just like an old crow's nest you see in the the old whaling movies or something. Uh, you had yeah, a little, little was, tarp on the top, and that was about well, it. That was in the early '80s, so you're going back almost 30 years now. Wow, 
Yeah, that was, that's, that was a long time ago. Well, are you been out? You doing any fishing at all? Anything hitting on your end? Nah, man, I'm still shaking over hangovers from New Orleans and everything. That was a good time. So, wow. <laughs> I told you about that. The girl says, oh, "This is Cajun caviar. It's from a fish called a bowfin." I said, "Baby, that's a mudfish, and I ain't any part of it. Forget about it." You know, so. Did they? Did they, they just? They, did they fry it or was it like mullet roast? Nah, they, it was like some something dressed off. I mean, you know me, man. I eat about anything, but don't you know? Talk about making a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Well, it's decorated with. <laughs> I think. It, I think it was. Uh, you know, the hippest thing right now is deviled eggs. Where you used to have to go to a Baptist funeral to get them anymore. You know, and now they're real, real hip again. But uh, I think caviar? it's deviled eggs that were decorated with with mudfish caviar. What's wrong with a mudfish? A lot of people like to eat them. They they say they're really delicious. Young you and tender. Yeah, a lot of people eat tail cats too. But I'll take a zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah come None on, of that. Gaff tops, man. It's 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 good stuff. I've eaten it and it is good, but it's just getting through all that slime to get to it, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, you got to scrape off yeah. everything to get to the good stuff. <laughs> if, if it's that yeah, much work, yeah, I mean, you don't want to eat say it. You can eat toadfish. Well, but, nah, I'm not going there. Not not eating any toadfish. Toadfish or sea cucumbers, they can just they can live on. I want to try a sea cucumber. Why? I don't know. They had what? to put restrictions in on how many you could take. Obviously, there's some type of medicinal purpose that they were getting them for and this and that. Who do? People were probably trying to get high off of them or something. No, no, no. There weird. were some companies that were going and harvesting um, and they, they don't know anything about them. So the first thing they got to do, because they don't know how what they are or anything, we got to put restrictions on how many they could take because we just don't understand this fishery. And so, You know what they should do? They should make a bag limit on spider crabs so people eat them. Spider crabs and starfish. <laughs> yes. Really? Oh. Uh, I got the spot for those things up <laughs> in Clearwater. Don't give them any hints. <clears throat> You know, if you so, could actually pull yeah. any meat off of those legs, they'd be uh, they'd be hey, delicious. Hey, Gino, sure. the, the FWC commission meeting Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Call them. Public comments able to be given from here via the phone. Okay, you, so you can tell them all about what you think they need to do with this fishery around here and open some stuff up. You know, I tell you what, man. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous that you can't take one spotted sea trout home. That, that's, that is crazy. That, it's, that it's is turned ridiculous. a lot of people off. It's just turned a lot of people off. And they need to hear that because all they hear from is some charter captains that are catch and release only, and it doesn't impact them. They don't. They're, oh, you mean the guys that are allowed to run full speed on the flats because oh, they're smarter than everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Gino, the funny thing is, I talked to to uh, the commission the last time talking about the sea trout and i was telling him that you know i have a 10 year old on my boat that looks at me and goes dad i'm tired of catching trout can we go somewhere else first yeah, thing yeah. they stopped what, me what a problem to have yeah they stopped I mean? me and said where was this at huh, okay yeah so at least they listened but the thing is is that that's a true story my daughter looks at me max says daddy can we go somewhere else i'm tired of catching trout and you know i mean but okay yeah let's go get some redfish honey well you know uh, it's it's just it's just ridiculous yeah. you know i mean it's 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 i'm just afraid they're going to try this pull us over but i mean i, I just you know kind of a lot of people i know have lost heart i mean we make, we make jokes well, about the restrictions on jackfish and mm-hmm. you know right they, they designed the the, the end of the closure to be right when snook is closing anyway so then you have another <laughs> couple months of non-hunting <laughs> right. getting it yep. you know so 
we really need to turn around and be saying, hey, this executive order needs to be re rescinded, and we need to be able to keep some stuff. We Our fishery is not in Hertz. We are not suffering from this red tide anymore. Never was. Well, I was on uh, vacation in St. Pete, and there was a guy out there fishing off the beach, and I said, how's it going? He goes, all I can get is snook out here. There's nothing else running around out here, just snook. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> oh poor kid, poor thing. <laughs> well, I, I will say this, that I, I, I can probably, you know how bureaucrats are, they they uh, try to look at the future as extremely bleak in most instances, so they say, well, if we open this back up and we just do a general opening where everybody can go out, it's going to be a free-for-all and the, all of a sudden, we'll be back down to low numbers again. They'll 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 go out there and vacuum the entire bay of of sea trout and and redfish and and slot snook and everything else. It'll all be gone. And then what are you going to do? We're going to have to close it again, and we'll have to shut her down for two or three years this time. You know, you know to, what, though, Brady, to, to get it to catch when, back up. When we were kids, we come home with eighty sea trout because we didn't come home with a hundred. You know what I mean? Right. That was just how everybody was. 40 years ago. And I don't think anybody thinks that way anymore. I mean, I don't think the youth coming up think that way. They think enough that you eat for one day is plenty. You know, we, we, man, we, we, you know, we got fish here, Mr. Wald here, here, uncle Al, here's some fish, here's some fish. We got fish for everybody in the neighborhood. You know, they didn't go to waste. Nope. But you know, we didn't need to catch 80 chop, but that was just the way, you know, back in those days you shot every rattlesnake too, you know, right. you shot every moccasin. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think people are just wiser than they used to be. Well, I'm still stupid because I kill every water moccasin I yeah, see. But, uh, well, that's, yeah, I'm with you well, Rattlesnakes, I'll it's let them be, yeah. except for pygmies. <laughs> pygmies and, and water moccasins get no quarter with me. Yep. But everything else. Yeah, they're pretty, they got a bad attitude. Yeah. Any of those other ones, uh, if you want to give me a warning, if you're nice enough to give me a gentleman's warning and say back off, I'm like, all right, bro, we're at a stalemate here. I'm going to go this way. You go that way. We're all good. Now, if there's a rattlesnake in a community or something, yeah, I can see doing ah, something. But different. Yeah, if you're out in the woods and there ain't nothing around, nah, let him go. Yeah. And this is coming from a man that was once bit by one. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's because he was young and stupid and thought it looked cool. Never, never kiss a rattlesnake on the lips. <laughs> I learned. Quick lesson. But, uh, you know, it's just that I think everybody's attitudes have changed about fishing, yeah. you know. But, I mean, honest to goodness, I mean, there's guys I know. I mean, they don't even want to throw for mullet anymore. The limit for mullet in St. Pete is five. You know, city only, got a limit of five mullet. But you know, that, that, know, Now, that one there, we talked about it on the show that I don't think a lot of people knew that or they did know that because we were down there at. Uh, what kind uh, of limit? The point. We were down at the point down there by uh, North Shore Beach. And a group of guys got out. Uh, there was a nice big group of mullet going by. Each threw a cast net, filled that sucker up, immediately threw them in a cooler and jumped in the truck, and we're gone. Yeah, they that's where gone. the mullet, man, that's where it all started, because some rich people out there started complaining about the mullet boats sitting out there at night. So the city of St. Pete passed a law, it's probably been 20, 25 years, that your bag limit in the city of St. Pete is five. I don't, I don't it's, think they have the authority to set a bag limit bill they've been doing it for 30 years I, I mean, I, yeah and alachua county and other people have made rules about different things and they get struck down when somebody finally challenges them in court well that's that somebody needs to go to the supreme court with that because i don't know how you know it's like if the law the federal law is this you can't you know you can't create a local law not and not then, for you know, bag like limits weapons you know how that's gone yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, and it's it's bag limits on mullet within. I think it's it's only within the city limits, right, Gene? Yeah, but yeah. this island is within the city limits. You know, well, yeah. we grew up is within the city limits. Well, now it is. Yeah, didn't used to be, but it is now. Well, I can tell you, there's probably commercial mullet fishermen taking a whole lot more than five. Well, that's what I just How said. You make a living if you can't. You know, I mean, they banned gill net, which I don't really have a big problem with. But if you cast net, you got to work for it, man. More power to you. You know, and that's hard work. But those three guys, oh, yeah. they filled them up in a hurry and probably hauled ass with about uh, 150 pounds of mullet. Just in those three. Yeah, but just, they knew they could make one strike and get out of there, right? That's right. They were there, hit it, gone, put it in a truck, and zippity doo dah down the road. Goodbye. Yeah. Straight to the fish market. But <laughs> Yeah, or they went down to uh, Coquina Key to make another throw. Sure. Yeah, but I'll tell you thing. this, Gino. The, the thing is, is like Bill George says, uh, those commission meetings, they actually do listen. I mean, they listen. Good. How do you get online? Do you just go on the internet? You just listen. Like we'll talk about it here a little bit. Stay on, Jim. All right, sounds good, man. I appreciate it. I'll be calling in. All no, right. Please don't. Stop it. Go away. <laughs> See you, Gino. Love Bye. you. Hey, All nice right. talking to y'all. All right, guy. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Got gobs and gobs of holiday deals going on for you right now. Cars, trucks, used stuff, whatever you want, it's all right there for you. At Brandon Ford, go see him today. We could sell. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden and uh, Mike Singleton's in here today hanging out with us. And Bill George is back from Pennsylvania. Diego and I are the only two hardcores who stay here and I take a beating one, every weekend. I missed one show. You missed three shows. You were gone one. two weeks. You were, you were gone. Sean, we- you can back me up on this. You listen to the show every week. You know that he wasn't here, right? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, see, Sean's with me. <laughs> Sean knows exactly what I'm talking about. Sean's with uh, Altera, uh, one of the uh, few products that we absolutely love here at the Big and Wild it, Outdoors. I think Mike and Diego are the only two uh, non-swag owners who have not experienced the the uh, soothing comfort and cooling and warming ability of the Altera uh, line of foot sock protection. Uh, I, I will say that uh, you don't have any, do you, Mike? I don't have any. Oh, yeah? Well, that's because well. you suck. Well, we uh, we have enjoyed the sock for many, many years, but uh, Sean, is there something new? What is it we should be knowing about? Well, well I just think that you should be getting more of those Altera pack of socks. Uh, uh, basically, uh, we have some... Gloves now and beanies. Uh, we always had Outback hats. Yep. You check out alteraalpaca.com site. Um, we're uh, pretty much, uh, those are the newest products, but just go right back to the product line of socks. We make the best socks in the world, especially for hunters that are going north or up into the, in the Colorado area or even Alaska area. Um, we keep your feet nice and dry and warm. 
Well, well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on that because <clears throat> I've worn them um, here in the state of Florida when it's been quite warm and it's also been quite cool. I yeah. wore them last time when I was out with Bill George. Uh, I think it was, what is it, 30-ish, 40-ish when yeah. we were out there. And uh, for Floridians, you got to remember when you get below uh, 40 or 50 degrees, it is freezing to us. So Altera socks actually do come in handy here even in the warmer clients, climates. And then when it does warm up in the afternoon, uh, it doesn't matter because your feet aren't like sweating and rotting off your body. Well, As you would if you I, were wearing a, a cotton type sock or I, anything like that. Yeah, I will say I have worn them for a number of years now. Uh, Carlos first introduced me to those socks me a long, too. long time ago. Yep. And they have a lifetime warranty on the sock. And let's just say I have had a tendency over the years to wear through socks something fierce. I have not had that problem, so your warranty is safe with me so far because I, I I've worn it and I've worn it a lot in both cold weather. It was it was in the twenties up there most all day while I was in the woods for a week and a half in Pennsylvania in the woods, and I, I it's amazing to me when I used to have to wear multiple pairs of socks and still be freezing cold. I wear one pair of those socks and I'm good. It, it's been amazing to me. So, but yet down here in turkey season, I wear them here in turkey season. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not, the same sock that keeps me warm in the dead of winter is still very comfortable through our hot 90 degree turkey season. Yeah. We've talked about it for many years. And I don't think a lot of people believe us when we say that. But <clears throat> because, um, you know, you think socks are socks are socks, and they really don't. And I, I know that a lot of people that are in the military will tell you there's a big difference between uh, the socks that you want to wear when you're out just, you know, tooling around in the mall or when you're out, you know, humping it through the bush. You want something that's going to actually do the work and do what it's supposed to do. And uh, I would have never known about the product if it hadn't been for Carlos introducing us to him. And I have uh, about three pairs of them. Uh, I know that while I was talking about your socks, Mike Singleton uh, pointed at my feet because I'm currently in flip-flops. Always. Always. But <laughs> but you got to have them because on those days where I am tromping out in the woods with Bill George, uh, usually on a nice cool morning, I, I put them on. Not just because they're comfortable, but because I know that my feet aren't going to sweat to death when it gets hot, and they're also going to be nice and warm when it's yeah. cool. How are they for yep. drying out after your feet get wet? I mean, dude, you can wear them for five days. Love it. I'm ordering me a pair of these. Well, yeah. we we turn around. I like I said, I got introduced to him first by Carlos. He's kind of like the crack guy for the socks. He, he here, try a pair of this sock, and then next thing you know, you're you're buying f a couple more pair. I just gave some to my son while I was up in Pennsylvania. He was moving on to Tennessee and some other places. As they did. Take these socks with you. You'll be good, you know. They are. They're really but, good. Uh, now, you guys got any specials for Christmas going on or anything like that? Yeah, we do. Uh, it's going to be uh, Carlos called me up and said, hey, we need a code for this. So uh, Carlos, or no, excuse me, Cuban Redneck yes, gets 20% off on all our products on AlteraAlpaca.com. So wait a minute. And, wait, uh, that's a promo code? Carlos has his own promo code? Oh, Cuban he does. Redneck. He Cuban redneck. Good. Yes, <laughs> Cuban redneck. <laughs> All right. 
So I, I guess I guess we'll have to put a link up on our Facebook page somewhere. Is where there we a space a... in that, or is it all one word? It's all one word. Okay. And, oh, yeah. uh, and whoever puts that in there correctly gets 20% off on some socks, or hats, beanies, Outback hats. Very nice. Now, where do I go? What, what is the website that we have to go to do this at? I'll... AlteraAlpaca.com. So it's A it's A L T I R A T E. Nope, nope, nope. A L T E R A A L P A C A dot com. Okay. I AlteraAlpaca.com. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, there it is. Yay! That's all hey, good. You got it. Yeah. AlteraAlpaca.com. I like it. So my suggestion for all the Florida people down there that would like an awesome pair of socks, I'm not sure what ones you guys are wearing, but the Conquer sock was designed for anywhere between 30, 35 degrees to 90 degree temperatures. It was designed for military application to the Middle East. That's and, the green uh, ones? Is that the, uh, is that the green ones? Oh, oh, we lost the satellite link. Uh-oh. <clears throat> That's what happened. Well, if he's listening, I hope he calls back. Well, let there? me tell you, Glenn, Glenn was texting that Shuttle he, went he, over? he doesn't turn around. And he's got his every time he's got his hunting boots on. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't remember which ones I have, but I know that I have the green ones and I have a, like a grayish pair. So I think there, I have a couple of the heavyweights and then uh, the gray ones are the ones I wore when I was out with you last time. Uh, we're, we'll try to get uh, Sean back on the phone. I think that's him calling right now, but we're going to take a quick break. If you go to... <clears throat> AlteraAlpaca.com. That's A-L-T-E-R-A-A-L-P-A-C-A.com. And put in the promo code Cuban Redneck. Then, uh, what did he say, 20% off? Yeah. So it's all good. We'll put a link up on our Facebook page. We'll get back to Sean when we come back from break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right now. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Mike, Bill, George, Diego, and Sean's back on the phone. He's up there in the uh, Soyuz rocket or something. I don't know. He lost the satellite communication link. Where are you at? Where are you uh, calling us from this morning? Springfield, Kentucky. Woo! Another town that has no ammo. <laughs> Probably doesn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know uh, we had a couple of guys, uh, one guy in particular coming down from uh, just outside of Bowling Green, and every time he'd stop in the shop, he'd load up for all of his friends back back up in Kentucky because they ain't got no ammunition. You got that right. They ain't got no ammunition up there, man. Everybody's sold out. Yep. Well, yep. You're I'm talking right. about these socks, though. I got a question for you. Okay, here we yes, go. Sir. You got all the different kinds of socks. I know there's like Prevail and Conquer and this and that. Could you just describe for people what, what some of the differences are between some of the socks? Certainly can. So let's start off with the lightest one, Conquer, which uh, I was just explaining before uh, you went on break, which is the lightest weight one. You guys could be wearing this all year round from 35 degrees to 90 degree temperature. Keeps your feet nice and uh, cool and 
in the summer, hot days, and warm in the winter. And uh, it has silver in it, too. So it's antimicrobial. You can wear them for five days straight. They don't smell. Um, they wick incredible. And they have the highest content of alpaca in it, right around 67%. Reinforced heel-toe arch support and always a full terry loop on the bottom of all our socks. The next is, uh, is the Explore, which is a light to medium. And it's a traditional hiking sock, 6-inch or micro uh it is an incredible uh, ultra running sock uh and we're getting on on like the Appalachian Trail about 6 to 800 miles on those socks what? these through hikers are loving these socks so it's a very durable sock and like i said full terry loop on the bottom then you go into our prevail which is our traditional hunting sock it's a medium weight um, but it acts sort of like a heavyweight as well. Um, we got so many of those out there throughout the whole hunting community. Our Prevail is our best-selling sock. It comes in crew and over the calf. It's full terry loop. It has three-ply yarn, silver, uh, alpaca, and a cool ingredient called Hydrotech, which all works together to wick that water away from your foot, keeps your foot nice and uh, uh, non-clammy and warm. It's, it's, that's our best-selling sock. And then we get into our Altera Adventure sock, uh, which is our heaviest weight sock, uh, and that is for your extreme colds. And that comes in crew and over the calf as well. And, um, and so those are the sock lines. We go into some lightweight and heavyweight beanies. Uh, we got uh, fingerless and finger gloves, which are all alpaca. They're like 85% alpaca uh, to 90 um, and then we get into these Outback hats that you might see on our website when you were searching through Altera. And those are incredible uh, waterproof or water-repellent uh, hats that we've been making for probably the last 10 years. Well, now, um, so I, gotta, I, I wanted to bring this up because a lot of people, this may be their first time ever listening or hearing us talk about these things. Uh, what is it about the alpaca fur that makes it so much different than, like, wool or cotton or a poly blend or anything else like that what is what does it do well basically it pulls the water away from your skin so it repels that water it pulls it's a mechanism of whipping reducing the the moisture content next to your skin it's it's about five times stronger than wool products um it's fire resistant and uh with a combination of the way I designed the yarns over the years, the three plies and two plies, I found complemental uh, man-made fibers that go along with it. So you can buy an alpaca sock, but when you buy an Altera sock, it's engineered by engineers um, and tested in laboratories to make sure the durability is there, the wicking's there, um, the thermal regulating's there, um, and actually, if it's a uh, flame resistant, it's flame resistant, such as the Conquer sock. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, is, isn't the hair different? I mean, uh, I think is it like hollow or something? What is it that makes yeah, it? Yeah, it's a hollow. But what? Yeah, you get into the into the really technical, uh, geeky stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, it just actually outperforms merino all day long. It's actually lighter than merino. So if you take the same weight ratio density. Um, and you take the same uh, thermal regulating, you're getting more bang for your pe- uh, your buck or your your sock because it's lighter and it gives you more uh, that thermal regulating or that insulation factor. So yeah, all I know is it works. I, yeah, that, I, all that lab stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, all I know is in the field. 
my feet are <laughs> feeling comfortable. Yep. And they're not feeling wet, and it's it's amazing because I don't. I can take my boot off and my I don't feel dampness at all. But then I put my foot on the on the floor and I can see the moisture just that's transferring out of that sock. But it's not up against me. That's right. And and the other it usually th- usually freaks out people when they do that too. It's like first time they're like, I thought my feet were dry. Yeah, they are dry. But as soon as you take that off, it it basically going across the ceramic floor. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's when you have that aha moment. Yeah, and I mean it works. So if uh, people go on there today, if they go to uh, AlturaAlpaca uh, dot com, uh, what are they getting if they use the Cuban uh, redneck code again? Is this twenty percent right? Twenty <laughs> percent off anything you want. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to extend the uh, the offer until uh, December thirty first. So uh, it, we'd love to have you go purchase it. We're 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 going to be uh, getting pretty close. It's a pretty amazing uh, last three months. We're going to probably get pretty close to selling out. With a lot of our product lines before the end of the year, so so well, all the way till December twenty first, thirty first, thirty first. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay, that's good. Well, I know. I know. A couple of years ago, after my dad turned around and saw me with them, he bought a a few pair for himself or up there in Pennsylvania also. So it, it, when people see them, you know, I I know. Like I said, Carlos is the the crack. He'll let you oh, try this pair out. And yeah, I'll give you for you free. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting four or five extra pairs. And, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, they're not the they're not the cheapest sock in the world, but really good quality ones are are not anyway. But I mean, seriously, but you're I think, not having to rebuy them every. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think I've had my pair for probably six. Six seven years. You I got guess. your work money's worth out of that day. Oh, easily. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've already gone through uh, you know a couple of bundles of cotton hey. socks in that in that time period. But uh, those things they they last forever. They wear great. And as Bill George says, I mean they're extremely comfortable. I don't care if it's hot or cold. Well, the beauty about these are they're all made in the United States. Materials are sourced in the United States. So uh, you're supporting family farms across the country. You're supporting uh, U.S. manufacturers. Yep. And so you might pay a little bit more, but you're also, like you just saying, you got many years of hunting out of these socks, and uh, it's it's beyond a traditional hunting sock. Very it's nice. beyond that. So. Yeah. yeah. Mike Mike wants a couple of pairs for Christmas, so if uh, we, his, we'll if give his, his wife the if his the... girlfriend's listening, uh, you know, get him some. <laughs> oh, his girlfriend! Oh, yeah. yeah, put me put me in there. I'll Don't be put a... that on the air. His wife can't know about his girlfriend. No, I refer to his wife as his girlfriend because oh, okay. he treats her like his girlfriend. He always oh. does really great things for her, and it's always like his... <laughs> she's listening too. I yeah. guarantee yeah. she's listening. Yeah. She don't believe that. Yeah. If you if you a successful marriage, if you treat your wife like a girlfriend uh you'll you'll be happy ever after yeah because remember when you guys were first dating there was nothing you wouldn't do if she had called you at three o'clock in the morning and go i'm not feeling very good could you go get me a hershey bar you'd have gone and done it like that now we have uber i'd be like yeah i'll get you one i'll send you over an uber <laughs> uber eats yeah uh, it's just this girlfriend would be a real hard one to get out of and expensive yeah well you know got to keep it happy uh, Sean, man, we appreciate it. Anything else you want to get in there before we get out, or what's the deal? Uh, no, just hopefully your, uh, your your radio base comes over and buys some socks from us. We'd love to get more of our socks down in Florida yeah. or around the whole area. I know you guys are probably nationwide with all the uh, uh, the airwaves these yeah. days. And uh, we, I, I'm going down today to, to ship out tons of socks, so hopefully we get some more socks from uh, the uh, the Cuban redneck. Very and, nice. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, we, we, we hope you fill your coffers and get them out there and get them out. Because, I mean, I, I still can't believe how many people I meet every day that do, they don't know about two things in this country. Altera socks and thermocells. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you live yeah. in Florida, I mean, seriously, I know we live in, in uh, flip-flops for most of the time, or at least some of us do. But if you work and you're on your feet all day and everything else like that, they are so worth the money. I mean, you'll never put cotton feet, uh, cotton uh, socks on your feet ever again. Yeah, and you make, a, and you make a great point. Just think about it. if you're working on concrete floors all day long, the socks make the biggest difference in your day. Yep, I guarantee that. That so. is true. Well, Sean, we appreciate the call, man. We really do, man. Uh, and it's a great product. Uh, it's a great Christmas gift. Uh, we have a lot of people who listen up north. And we have a lot of people who listen out west and even on the uh, west coast of this country, not just here in the state of Florida, because we are two west coasts. And uh, we hope that they'll get out there and get them. I mean, take our word for it. Uh, we use them, we love them, and we want some more of them. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Thank you for letting me be on your show and uh, looking sure. forward to doing it again sometime, maybe uh, next year at the same time. Yeah. Right. Or when you come down and decide to go or a fishing. little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. A little earlier. Maybe a little earlier. Maybe yeah. I'll have to come down to Florida. That yeah. might be a good thing. Yeah. All right, Sean. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate the thank phone you. call. All right. If you want, to, again, if you want to get uh, 20% off the Altera uh, socks, if you want to get a pair of them for somebody or a beanie or gloves or anything else like that, go to uh, Altera Alpaca. Dot com Or you can go to our Facebook page, Big and Wild, and I put a link up there plus the promo code Cuban Redneck, and then that way you get 20% off and you'll be on your way. Zippity-doo-dah, that easy. Yeah. You want some, Mike? Now no, that you're, yeah. Are you excited? I'm going to go order them right now. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you got to wait till after the show. Am. No, I want to see you do a whip out the card. Uh, I gotta ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gonna buy them. I got you. I got you now. I understand. Hey, it's all good. Hey, Bill, who hey. runs my house? Hey, that's what this way. You will you will be happy with those socks. That is I, true. I can tell you that. You you will have a uh, a wonderful flirtatious time. Even even somebody like Carlos wears those socks every day to work. The 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 short socks. It's just. I think it's the lightweights that he wears when he's out working every yeah. day. Uh, I, I like I said, I have the the three pair. I think two of them are heavyweights, and one of them is a medium one, and uh, it's the gray one because the other ones were green. Remember those green ones we got? Those, green. The green ones. I guess those are the military ones. I love those things. I love them. And Bill George is right. You put them on, you think your feet are dry until you take your boots off especially if you have like Gore-Tex boots or something like that, and go walking across your tile floor, and you look back and you got wet finger footprints all the way across the, the floor, and you're like, what the? It's all that moisture that, that's it's on the not outside. on you Yeah, that's in that in-between layer that just starts coming out and condensating on anything cool. You, hmm. for, you forget how much your stinky feet sweat when you're out there in the woods, man. And my feet, which in most things I will make a stock stink, I don't have that problem. And the other thing is, is as we all know, anybody who's ever spent any time in cold weather, as soon as your feet get cold, it's pretty much over. Yeah. It's all downhill from there. It's You can you may be able to tough it out for an hour or two, but uh, it's going to shorten your hunt tremendously. And in the old days of putting on a cotton sock and then the bread paper ba- a plastic bag, remember that old trick? No. You never heard that one? No. Basil, Mike shaking his head like Basil, he does. Yeah. 
Oh, the Vaseline one too was uh, yeah, or or deodorant. Remember that one? You spray your feet with uh, non-scented deodorant so you don't sweat, and none of it works. <laughs> <laughs> the, Sooner or later, the, that cold's going to get through there and start uh, Jack Frost nipping at your toes, and then it's it's pretty much over. Yeah, well. then you're texting your friends. Is there anybody back at camp? Is there a fire going back at camp? Do we still have hot water back at camp? <laughs> because I'm pretty much done here. I can't wait to get these bricks off of my feet and get going again and uh, go back out and maybe warm up my toes. Yeah. I, so, nev- I never them. had the entire trip in the 20s, you know, never never once felt like I even get up and take a stroll. I just, I was just right there in the elements and didn't have any issues. It's amazing how if you have the proper footwear and sockwear on, that you can trudge through snow and it just doesn't bother you. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's like walking in really high, slow sand. But even even <clears throat> like the snow that was built up on my on the tips of my toes, that snow didn't sit there and just start to melt because of the heat radiating down on me. I'm comfortable, but yet it's still insulated enough that the snow st- didn't melt. So that's because you had good boots on yeah. too. Good I boots mean, that, and, that does and the socks. <clears throat> I never knew what pack boots were until I went to Wisconsin up in Green Bay, standing on the sidelines, and uh, went to the local Army-Navy surplus store and got me some some pack boots. You know, because when you're standing on that cold ground and it's radiating through the bottom of the soles of those boots, it's amazing how fast your feet will get cold. Hanging in a tree stand, not so much. On the ground, oh, my gosh. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out at Brandon Ford. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page. The link is right there to alteraalpaca.com. 20% off if you use the promo code CUBANREDNECK. Make somebody's feet happy this holiday season. We'll be back. <laughs> 